0: testing testing one two three when you test this microphone hey all my amigos y familia this is chef jk or josh you can also call me yosh you're listening to the family cast Food and music is life, yes? We're about to start the episode, but first, I need to hear some music, so let's dig in. Stop feeding fear and anger every day. Stop making people feel so fearful. Give them hope. was saint didicus with the god limits that's a uh, side project kind of band i'm doing now for fun um just got some things on my mind i want to say got them on paper and I, then i wanted to get them on recording did it with a couple of the guys from the the later years of dogwood the montoya brothers and we made it happen so that song was recorded about a year ago and um uh, You know, just fun to kind of listen to your old archives of your own music sometimes, just like any artist going through their files or whatever. And uh, I'll be putting different music on different episodes as I get more permissions from artists and friends and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I definitely have some stuff to show you. So stay tuned. Yo. Cameron.
1: What up? You did it! <laughs> I did. I clicked on a link. You're so tech savvy. I'm getting with it. I'm getting with it. Next week we learn how to le- how to uh, leave voicemails.
0: What's a what's a voicemail? Just yeah. I know. I love it. It's uh, like so a text what? message, but you use your mouth instead of your fingers. Oh, okay, got it. So, like, so that sounds like that sounds a like, uh, smartphone-ish stuff. So yeah, still working my way up. <laughs> How's it going?
1: Good yeah i mean no it's not good it sucks being in the event business sucks
0: yes okay yeah now we're getting somewhere
1: all we freaking do is sit here like i was just on the phone with one of my other guys josh that like he's my gm and i just like oh my god like i don't know how to plan i don't know what to do right now like what do we do to like i don't even know like to plan these shows like how do you how do you make offers to bands how do we do this when we have no freaking clue if we're going to be able to do this or not Exactly, um, exactly. I've got holds and like venues want deposits and they're being very, like very strict on deposits now because like everything got canceled last year. So totally understandable. Yeah. But anyway, it's just like, ah, oh, dude, it's so hard right now. It sucks to like be in that side of the business. Last show we did was February of 2020, um, mm-hmm. which was like a super small show called Lagerfest. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was the last show we did. Really, the last big show was Punk and Drevlick in Sacramento in uh, 2019 in October. So, like, okay, okay. that was like kind of our last, like, real big, like, music, beer, all-in festival. It's been a long time. Somebody asked me that yesterday. Like, when was what was the last concert you were at? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I know you have to back back very like, far, far. Yeah, it's like I, it's I, it's, it's so far now that i can't remember everything's kind of like meshed into one thing um it's funny like just talking to some of our dudes like i don't think i remember how to do this like i gotta i gotta like stumble through this for a minute like it's been so long it's back to square one i am a festival promoter who got my start in uh doing beer festivals originally um and still obviously do. Mm-hmm. Um, we started in two thousand ten was our first festival. We started planning in two thousand nine with the OC Brew Haha in Orange County. Um, and we did it just totally for fun, like without any idea of what it might become someday. It was just kind of like there's no good festivals in Orange County. We have to go to San Diego every time we want something good. Like right, right. why is that? Like we have breweries. I'm not saying they're great, but like we have breweries, like why can't we have our own beer festivals? Yeah. And yeah. um you know, at the time it was like, what existed, there was, you know, BJ's, you know, and like, you know, stuff like like JT Schmitz was around, which not taking anything from them, but like very different than what like exists now in Orange County. Right. Right. So we went on probably like 2007, 2008, just kept saying like, well, when are we going to do something? Someone's got to do something. Like, why, why does it happen? And like me and my wife and like my in-laws were sitting there one night and like, I was just talking to him we were at like OG's, Mm -hmm. Um, which was like one of the only places that brewed beer in like Orange County at the time. And um, we were like, no, one's going to do this. Let's just do it. Do you want to do it? Let's just do it. And like my mother-in-law was like, I mean, yeah, let's just do one. Who cares? I'm like, yeah. So we did. And it was like a family affair. Like, and um, you know, she and I kind of like led everything Carrie and I, Mm -hmm. and um, anyway, so we did stuff for like two years and like our first event was like a thousand people and like couldn't believe that we got a thousand people it's awesome. it unreal awesome. like how did we do that like i was literally going like to the breweries every day and like just standing there trying to sell tickets to people and like wheeling and dealing like if you buy two tickets i'll give you this shirt like <laughs> you know it's like but it's not even a haha shirt i'm like i know it's the one i'm wearing but it's great you can have it just buy a ticket please <laughs> like anything no but i was just like that's punk doing rock. That's whatever punk i could rock. and um it grew. And then we went on from there and like um, the next event that we launched was brew ho ho um, two years later, which is our holiday Ale festival, which is like kind of become like the orange County, like craft beer Christmas party. Love it. um, love it. It's fun. You know, our who, first who one came up, with those, who names?
0: came up with those names. I did. I like it. Like uh, like brew haha, brew ho ho. Everything's kind of revolved around the brew. We got a bunch
1: right yeah i mean we started venturing out because we ran out of things that like went with brew but <laughs> we had we have the brew haha the brew ho-ho then we later ended up with the brew hee-haw which is at the oc fair opening weekend okay. um and the whole idea was like hee-haw you know yeah. yeah um so we did that and we've done that for years too but um yeah so went brew ho-ho and then right after brew ho-ho came sabroso actually which we started doing, which was our craft beer taco festival, which ended up later becoming like this, like behemoth of an event I love that one. You know, it started. It was like a thousand people. And then it was like 2000 people. And then it was like 12,000 people. Yeah. Um, Cause we moved it to Dana point. We used to do it out at Oak Canyon and um, we partnered up with another production company that like ripped it doing all the larger production where we were just kind of like doing mostly beer events. We had entertainment, but not at that scale.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And, um, Anyway, we did that and brought the Offspring in, and like they started um, headlining for years. And like, you know, like I, I think the last one we did had like the Offspring, Descendants, Flogging Molly. It was two days. Yeah. It was like everybody was on it. Amazing, it was incredible. Um, and I think that was fourteen thousand people. Um, and it was it was rad. I mean, we did that, and then COVID, and then now it's all over. Just kidding, right? Right. But yeah, I mean, we've we've done some cool stuff.
0: Did you Went always on and have did- music? Uh, at the festivals like I mean there's usually like some music but did you always have like a pairing in mind like these big bands with these brewery fests and stuff like that like how did that come about uh,
1: no not really like we had music but it was just like it was an afterthought it was a beer festival when we first started right. and then like I don't know what year it was 20 sorry, 2010 so probably 2014 mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of like the year that changed everything Um, and really like you know I was working like two jobs like no big deal but um I had this idea, like, you know, it would be amazing if we could get like real big fish to play. They're an Orange County band. Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine? And like, anyway, we ended up reaching out, dealing with their management, and they were like, "Well, here's what you know, would go for." I'm like, "Dude, I don't have that kind of money." For, are you joking? Like, this is a little beer festival, and they were like, "We won't. We really want to do it though, because they're just rad dudes and yeah. they like beer a lot." And like, um. I mean, half their songs are about beer. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, here's the deal. Like, we'll 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 work with you, you know, whatever, because we just really want to play it. And so they did, and it was, like, absolutely amazing. We got Red Bull to come on and sponsor it, provided us our stage and sound. Nice. Which was amazing to not have that expense. And then uh, that year I got Greg Cook to speak because we'd always have speakers. So Greg Cook, you know, CEO or former CEO, I guess, of Stone Brewing and founder. Mm-hmm. And then we also got David Walker, um from Firestone Walker um wow. both to speak so we had this like incredible lineup of speakers we had um Dr. Bill was at Stone at the time as well mm-hmm. we had um Preston Wiesner come down from Cascade and he spoke and like wow. he brought down his Cascade beers which like nobody got Cascade beers in 2014 in Orange County and um, it was absolutely amazing. We had Greg Cook go up on stage and introduce Real Big Fish with a guitar that we had branded for <laughs> Haha and like play with them like for their first song. And like, it was pretty fun, but it was totally epic. And that that's was cool. The, that's where I got the taste. And I was like, we got to have music at everything we do now. Like, and we need to really up our game on this. That's awesome. So yeah, so we did that. So yeah, I mean, it was, that's that's what it was for many years. And then now like, here we are, we're like, doing or we were doing festivals all over the country um partnered up with fat mike from no with punk and job for which was like an idea i had like drinking whiskey and smoking cigars late one night yeah um that'll do that and <laughs> yeah so yeah and then just whatever i don't know we've done shows all over the country now like i've done shows in you know massachusetts and pittsburgh and philadelphia like i did shows in philly and pittsburgh when i'd never even been to philly or pittsburgh because the first <laughs> time i ever went there like um we did shows all over richmond virginia i'd never even been to richmond but like we did a show there at, like the yeah it's pretty gutsy yeah bond secures redskins like stadium where they like do all their practice so it was like
0: what what are we doing this is insane but
1: let's do it um
0: <laughs> and th- this all came but, yeah. after you start after you did the first punk and rubric festival right
1: um well that was the tour yeah the like tour that really yeah. kind of took us all over we did tour like sobroso a little bit we do like five or six cities um we toured um scallywag a little bit uh which started in san diego that was a san diego event i remember that uh,
0: that was a 91x event yep exactly it's awesome Um, i don't know so what's weird with the pumpkin job like was that an idea uh i know that you did some brewing with greg and mike at stone on that right um on that beer yeah Did that come after the festivals were happening or how did that which was first on that one the, the beer or the music fest or, or I know the record was obviously the first. Uh,
1: yeah. So the music festival first, like first the whole thing, like I said, came from an idea of like drinking whiskey and smoking cigars and having this idea. Like I was listening to no effects. I'm like, it's like, dude, you know, it'd be amazing. Like sitting with my buddy, like what if we could get like no effects to do the show with the beer thing and we could call it punk and drum like their album. Like it would be amazing. Hmm. Great idea. Love it. So we go and we get a hold of their manager at the time. And we're like, this is this great idea. He goes, I love the idea. And he goes and pitches it to Mike. And the idea originally was 21 and older, mm-hmm. so no kids, 21 bands, 21 beers. So oh wow! And everything was all around 21. And so he goes, and he's like, this is a great idea. He pitches it to Fat Mike. And Fat Mike says, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. I hate it. <laughs> we're like, rad. All right, never mind. But we had Scallywag coming up. Um, there was like a few months off. And they were headlining. Um, it was, you know, them and Bad Religion and... Yeah. Um, real big fish was on that one as well, actually, ironically. Um I don't know, a bunch of bands. And that was that was that was at the time going to be the the biggest show I'd ever done. Um It was pretty big. Yeah. And we had done an event in Orange County that was called um Cali uncorked which was cool. That was like a five thousand person show. Mm-hmm. And we did it with that other production company and um which like I've made so many friends with like all the people that worked for them over the years. It's been amazing. But anyway, so we did that. And then 91X was actually there. Like they'd come up to the show and they're like, hey, we want to do something like this with you guys. Um, what could we, you know, what could we do? And we were originally going to do a reggae show. And then it was like, wait a minute, let's do a punk rock show. And 91X being 91X was like, sure. Yeah. Like, why not? Hold on, my dog's barking. This is weird. Hold on. <laughs> hey, doggy. So 91X came down to... Um, or came up and was wanted to do it. Anyway, like I said, it was going to be reggae, and then it ended up being this, like, punk thing. And it was absolutely amazing. And that was actually a really cool thing for me. Like, I was, we were staying at this hotel down there right in front of the Star of India because mm-hmm. um, we did it down there at Waterfront Park. Yep. And um, there's all these people walking around, like, with, like, British accents and, like, these French guys and whatever. And I'm like, these guys are, like, punk rockers. Like, what? With <laughs> British accents? Like, why, why are... Hey man, like what are you, what are you doing here? And they're like, you know, oh, we came for the show, like blah blah blah. I'm like from England. They're like, Yeah, like, oh, it's great. We yeah, of course. We flew. In there. I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa. You flew from Europe to come to my show? Like it was the craziest
0: <laughs> thing ever. Well, amazing. What's that? It was such an amazing lineup and and uh, and the idea, yeah. like the the design and like just the whole like the theme, you know, with the I remember the octopus, um yeah, yeah like poster so octopus style poster um it just yeah. like it was just a really good uh, refreshing way to do a concert in san diego i think for sure so no played it and like
1: mike saw it and like came back like i don't know four days after mm-hmm. we get a call from his manager and he's like mike said that was one of the most amazing events he's ever seen and he's totally in to do the other show but no 21 bands that's he hates the idea he wants to have five or six bands max <sighs> Uh Um, so that's the thing i'm like all right like
0: i that okay let's try it whatever family wants one and it ended up being many Mm -hmm. that's cool man and then and then you got greg on board to do the beer with them how does it work with getting a beer sponsorship for this kind of thing i mean not a sponsorship but making a beer
1: oh Um, yeah sorry
0: i'm like way off track
1: so the the idea was we were going to do the show and then i was like i wonder if we could get a beer put together um and again this is kind of like in our heyday of like we were coming up you mm-hmm. know what i mean like yeah. we had finally done we're not finally like we never even planned on doing big shows but like i left my day job we had a lot of really successful events and i was like swinging for the fences like i'm gonna just call greg cook and see if he would do a beer with us <laughs> can you imagine if we could do our own beer with stone and no effects like there you go. yeah so i just like called Greg it took about seven calls to finally like get a hold of him and get him to call me back and I want to say he was like in Europe when he called me and he's like hey what what's going on like what are you what are you thinking what are you trying to do why are you calling and, um, <laughs> yeah and how'd you get my number guess exactly. um and uh yeah like he's like I actually really like this let me go back to my team and um is he a punk rocker Greg yeah I think he appreciates punk rock I think he likes metal like okay. he loves yeah. like that like hard rock metal kind of thing he looks
0: like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I think he went back and talked to everybody at at, like stone and they're like, are you kidding? Like no effects would be freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they hit me back and they were like, let's talk it through. And we met like, you know, big boardroom lawyers there, like all this stuff and like had this big meeting and we'll "We'll get back to you. We'll see, you know, we'll we'll all discuss internally and everyone's got representatives there and like all this stuff. And, um, Fat Mike's down there. He wanted to go. So he came and Eric Melvin came. And um, anyway, afterwards, they're like their marketing director. who's um, no longer with them. But anyway, the new marketing director, this other guy, David Pierce, he's there. Um, a couple other guys. And they're like, um, let's go up to the bistro and like have some beers and some lunch or whatever. We're like, great. So we went up and it was amazing because like now there was no like corporate side. There was no attorneys. There was mm-hmm. no nothing it was just like some dudes sitting there having beers and we're like look here's what it's going to take here's what we'll do we'll just let's go in equal on this like we're going to literally the beer is going to be as important to this brand as the brand's going to be in the festival to that beer right can we just all agree to like we're all going to work our asses off and make this thing a success and Mm -hmm. we're like hell yeah after a few years and the deal was done like what which is always better right like if you can just sit and hang out with some dudes and have some beers like in beautiful Escondido. Right, right. It's just, it's <laughs> better. So anyway, it worked
0: out and it was great and everything was fantastic. Did it's you hard. go for Stone because they were so big? Or, I mean, instead of like, say, like any of the Orange County brews or how did that, why Stone? Well, I
1: mean, from for a lot of reasons. One, yeah, Stone's big. Stone was super influential kind of in like my journey into craft beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of respect for Stone. Stone's whole idea, you know, especially like in, in, the earlier days there like a few years ago was like um, they were very kind of rebellious which is for sure still are yeah and still are and like it just the the fit felt really right to me and then also like I said I was kind of like swinging for the fences like if we're gonna go do this thing and we're gonna do I think we did seven cities the first year but we're gonna do a tour Mm -hmm. that's got seven cities across the US where we're going into all these other states we need someone that's got distribution True. That you can actually reach these people
0: good thinking um
1: yeah and so that's kind of where it all came and i had done collaborations for my events with smaller breweries um okay. that didn't but it, again i didn't need any distribution really because we were only trying to focus on like our event area I but kidding. i mean i've done collaborations with shit i don't even know like rip brewing stone green flash l smith um bottle logic like noble bootleggers beachwood multiple times pizza port multiple times like i've got a ton of different collabs um, right. but that was by far the biggest i mean we did i guess i shouldn't say how many barrels but like an insane amount of beer like more beer we did more beer with punk and drublick almost than any brewery in orange county produces of all of their beer in a year oh wow like it, it was their number one selling new beer and the most hype they'd had around a, a new product in five years and it's it, a
0: really good lager too
1: yeah and it's good it was like a good it. hoppy lager like mm-hmm. had heel melon hops in it um magnum which is in like almost every stone beer um it was it was great it was crisp it was very like traditional german style but a little like more aggressively hopped and um it was fantastic and people dug it and that was the whole thing too like Let's do an IPA. It makes sense with Stone, except for like, no, we're doing a punk festival. Like, we want this to be available at the events. We don't want people shit faced. So, exactly. like, let's brew a beer that's going to be able to be drank all day. So that was kind of like the whole idea. And we met with like Jeremy Moynier down there, who's like one of the head brewers at Stone, and I think he's like the third employee they ever hired. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like totally got it. Like, was, I love like, it.
0: I'm with you. Like, exactly what my head was at. <laughs> I so love that. It, it was cool. That's yeah. A good way to do it. That's like that's an excellent. Like, this is exactly what like. I'm I try to do with you know I mean I've just always wanted to do that same thing with food and music and beverage festivals together like I don't think that I always hate it when the food is an afterthought it's like tucked way back in the corner or something like that Yeah like, I, I know that uh at your festivals the food's like the, all the it's like right in the middle kind of like um at least at the waterfront park it's you know it's very accessible all around and stuff like Absolutely. that it's not it's not just like oh walk 3 miles down Turn the corner you know (laughs) the food and and uh the beer gardens over there or whatever totally it's like definitely in the mix that was
1: something that was always really big for us like the the festival was as much around like the whole like food and beverage experience as it was around the music so like did you ever go to a sobroso
0: i actually didn't well i didn't go those are those are the ones that i wanted to go to the most and i couldn't make it up
1: those were incredible we would have like
0: i mean taco vendors everywhere. Right. Like I know I love that taco vendors doing like three different types of tacos each. I love that it you was know? based around tacos and hot sauce too. And, and wrestling, of, you know, the whole, just the whole culture of the, the border border town, you know, like I totally, it. totally. It was such a good, it's good thing. <laughs> yep. Something, <laughs> something
1: like it will come back. I don't know that Sabroso will come back. Um, I've got some other concepts that are very similar mm-hmm. um, that we may release. But again, like I said, like, what a shitty time to be in like the live events space right now. Definitely.
0: Like, are you, I don't you, know. I don't know. What you talked to, to like Neva or anything like that about anything or is that, are you, are you to who? like the, you know, national independent venue association or, Oh, um, um no, not really. Not really. Like, um,
1: we kind of keep an eye on it. Um, Stormy Shepherd from leave home, um, booking, yeah. you know, like she's super involved with all that. and I talked to her a lot about it. Like, okay. Problem is just like nobody knows anything. No, you know what I mean nobody, you nobody knows. It. I talk to people from Live Nation all the time. I talk to people from AEG all the time. Like um, Danny Wimmer presents. Like we're talking about doing stuff with them. Like another gigantic independent promoter. Like nobody knows anything. Like right. we're all just like guessing, kind of. And it's it's such a weird thing to like, you know, do. But like a lot of the bands, are like, well, I don't know if we should be taking offers and accepting offers. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Things are going to get canceled and, you know, this and that. I'm like, look, you've got to make plans. That's all we can do right now is make plans. And, and we know that they can change. But if we don't make plans, we're going to be left with nothing. There's going to be nothing there. Like, we have to have them, you know. Exactly. So let's, let's plan. So that's kind of
0: where we're at right now. Yeah, I'm in the same boat on the, on the food side. You know, the event yeah. side. food event side is like we're just getting postponed and pushed back. And what kind of plans can we make and stick with? Or, so we pivot. Right? Like, yeah. I know that you pivoted into uh, something new um, that I, I want to get to. But um, what what how did like music wise, like punk wise, like how did this come, come about in your life? Like going from your other jobs <laughs> into doing, you know, brouhaha and stuff like that. Like how did punk rock shape you into moving from your jobs into just living your dream? Well, I mean, I like always loved
1: punk rock. Like when I was a little kid, I loved punk rock like um. I grew up in 78, so, like, I was born in 78 and grew up, you know, kind of in, like, the 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. and, like, punk was very prevalent. I was a little skate rat kid that listened to, you know, mm-hmm. all the old school stuff, like, all the bad religion stuff, but, like, loved all the even older stuff, like, Johnny Thunders and the New York Dolls and, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's just always been something I've really enjoyed.
0: Mm-hmm. And... Is, um, is that because you're, like, are you a high-energy person in general, or, like... How does, how does, you know, how do you get to like be liking New York dolls when you're a little, when you're a, a young Orange County punk rocker? Or, you know? uh,
1: I don't know. I mean, I think just the people that I hung around, like, I hung around with a
0: lot of like skater kids
1: that were a little older. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that. I mean, I have two older sisters that like weren't really into punk, but more like the new wave stuff. So I was exposed kind of to like yeah. music, um, young, you know, like my, my oldest sister is like eight years older than me. So, like, um oh, okay. listening to, like the cure and like depeche mode and all that kind of stuff like depeche mode and the cure were, like the first two albums i ever owned mm-hmm. and then like from there i think my third was like the ramones
0: nice um good collection right there
1: yeah <laughs> so i just always have kind of done that you know i played in punk bands that were crappy when i was in high school but like played in punk bands and, we all like, did
0: that that was a, a rite of passage right like
1: yeah <laughs> you were more successful at it than i was but um you know <laughs> it's funny i was talking to one of my friends the other day i was like you know the the thing with like playing in punk bands is like you're a punk rocker that really wants to be in a band so you join whereas in metal the difference is you're a musician that's like i don't know where to fit oh, okay here i know how to play i'll be mm-hmm. in a metal band yeah they're all the opposite, right? yeah i didn't know how to play but like i learned and figured out by playing with my friends and like yeah you know again we were awful but it was <laughs> fun you, know,
0: you know? gotta have some stinkers in there you know you gotta you got to do, right. I always tell my kids, like, you got to know kind of what bad food tastes like to have, to know what good food tastes like. Or,
1: For sure. We knew music. we were
0: bad. And we knew we were bad. We didn't <laughs> care. It was, that's not what it was about. We were
1: having a great time. Like, exactly. You know, um, but yeah, we would go to shows. Like we were going out to showcase like every weekend and mm-hmm. going to as many shows as we could go to and um, having a good time. And I, I never really like changed. You know what I mean? Like
0: I, right. After work, like what's that? It sticks with you. For sure, especially if you're doing it like at the end of, you know, you know, your formative years, high school and right after it's going to, that's going to stay with you for sure. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: I don't know. Like it just kind of came natural. It's what I know. So like, what are you going to do? You're going to stick to what you know, especially Mm -hmm. if you're building something or like being an entrepreneur, you're not, you don't wake up and go like, you know what? Like me, I think I'm going to whatever. I'm going to be a a chef. I don't cook. Like, why would I be a chef? Mm Mm-hmm. And like that's something that like you were into when you, you were coming up and you just kind of got more into and whatever and so you know it and you stay with it and whatever with me that's kind of like what like punk rock music was like it's what i know it's yeah. familiar um and it just came natural so and i've done all sorts of events you
0: know that like i've done yeah. like reggae events oh yeah you know, it's not like just, but, it, but it's a punk rock mentality i think the way you do it um because sure. i like all the genres of music uh but the the that punk rock the diy ethic and stuff like that um uh, you know but it's also not so much diy that you're not going to partner with the bigger production company to get the people you want there you know it's smart well, for sure and like you know your strengths like everybody like <clears throat> not i won't say everybody
1: thinks a lot of people just assume like oh like whose event is it like what's the production company like live nation doesn't like produce all of their events they bring in other production companies right. they do stuff like it's not not diy to bring in partners and like people to help do things where they're better or stronger in certain areas than you are no you need that that's yeah, you need it. And that's like what we do. And that's what everybody does. Like I've worked with tons of different companies that have brought me in just to literally bring in like the beer element because Mm -hmm. they don't understand it. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how to get licenses, volunteers. Like they don't understand like what, what the process is, how much to budget, like all that kind of stuff. So we've got, we've worked with tons of large companies to bring in those types, those types of elements. Like we did not Fest one year like, how weird is that? It was OzFest meets KnotFest. Okay. And, like, Sharon Osbourne really wanted to have, like, heavy metal, whatever, like, brands of beer. And so, anyway, I get brought onto this phone call, like, can you come out to, like, <laughs> Glen Helen and, like, do OzFest meets KnotFest and bring in a whole, like, beer mentality. And we had, like, this big, like, goat's head pentagram thing above the
0: bar. And, like, it was just like, what is happening right now? But it was cool. <laughs> so, tell me about what, what kind of food and beverage did you have at that one? like, like uh, well, heavy metal beer Budweiser. that was years ago I gotta think I know we had uh I mean do you work with big brands like Anheuser-Busch
1: no absolutely not I never do
0: okay Ever. everything
1: we do is independent okay. um or we try to be like there was a there was a time that like I got a lot of heat for having Ballast Point but like we'd had a relationship with Ballast Point right. knew all the reps from Ballast Point and all the people from Ballast Point prior to and the sale a hard one for me to like just say now you're out you know <laughs> what I mean and Whatever, but like right. for the most part, I would say ninety-nine percent of everything we do, like was exclusively like craft. So like okay. I know you know, one beer. I remember, we obviously had like the Phantom Bride Deftones belching beaver beer was one of them. Yeah. We had um there's a three weavers beer. I can't think of the name of it. It was like Blood Junkie or Blood Something. I suck. I can't remember names. It's okay. You work with a lot of the beers. <laughs> yeah are you involved but anyway you yeah with- like it was all we had a bunch like it was
0: it was cool yeah
1: we had i think we had iron maidens trooper we had um i don't know a bunch of different beers it was, but it was, it was you cool. the,
0: the mega def uh fin du monde
1: i don't know if we had that
0: one <laughs> i don't think they had it out yet
1: they may have it's been around for a while but i don't know if we had that now that i'm thinking about it who is that that's that canadian company
0: um it's a fin du monde um let's see oh now i'm now i'm blanking on it too because i get so enraptured in the labeling itself like like that for example like you said the deftones phantom bride beer it's a almost like it's the deftones beer and then belching beaver is like kind of you know lesser on there right. t- in in you know as far as from the <laughs> a musical fan standpoint they might not know belching beaver or whatever but they know the deftones but yeah right the, so like you said you called it the iron maiden beer so like you know you say the kind of the band uh, con- uh part of it first and you know it's just i think that's a that was a question i was wondering about you know for a couple of the brewers and stuff like that was how do they, you know brewer. like also like what are random pairing like how do the deftones get with belting beaver out of all the breweries you know blah blah there's always like random choices and stuff like that to you know who is Belching beaver call chino and say hey we're from vista do you want to do a beer like i don't know you know yeah I don't know how that one came to be, but I know that they've got some sort
1: of exclusivity now. Like, we're like, yeah, they just did another one. They've done that one where they can't do band beers, they can only do them. Because remember, they did for a minute there. I think it was them. Didn't they do the Deftones one? I mean, the Deftones, the Descendants one for a minute, or was that McKellar?
0: McKellar did, and they had a, um, with a, there was a uh, Chicago, there was one out of Chicago too with a a coffee Uh, IPA. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Descendants i know belting beer has done i think three of the deftones beers now yeah um which is cool because they're you know oh they cool. have an exclusive they have yeah, a contract that's that, like
1: they won't do other bands and that deftones won't do any but won't do a beer with anybody else um because i'd pitch them on another band doing oh yeah something yeah i'm here can you hear me yeah oh um i pitched them about doing another brand um for their seltzer line mm-hmm. with another band and they're like i don't know if we can do it to be honest we'd really have to like go and kind of put our heads together to see. Um, I'm like, well, it's seltzer. It's not exclusive like to beer. <laughs> you can but, sneak
0: around it because it's seltzer.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. It kind of like fell across. But <clears throat> I've done a bunch like of the band beers. It's funny how many bands awesome. have called me over the years to like, can you put together something for us? Like, I did that Rancid Beer mm-hmm. um, Brew Stomper with Ska Brewing out of Durango, Colorado. Great. That's a good pairing uh, right there.
0: Scott yeah, Brewing.
1: it was killer. Ska Brewing, yeah. uh, you didn't really see it in southern california um but you saw it like in all the states ska is strong like that's kind of where you saw it but we did that tour with them called the bash
0: right another and music. we did all the beer on
1: that and like so i went and just kind of like reached out to scott and was like you guys want to do this and that was the easiest collaboration to put together ever they were like oh yes please no brainer. yes no brain like, absolutely are you kidding and like Matt Freeman came out, and like um, Matt and I both went out to Durango for the brew day. Um, I have a video of it; it's online. I'll send it to you. It's pretty cool. Brad. But um, yeah, like he was involved with like brewing the beer and like whatever, and it was it was fun. It was cool.
0: That's the that's a yeah, that's like a no brainer for the brewery too. Like a band like that big, you know, it's it's a a must do. It's it's a bucket list thing for probably the breweries that are, especially if you're called Scott Brewing. You already, I mean. <laughs> You know, this—I don't know if the specials are going to do anything like that, but Rancid's fun. I don't know if the specials are either. I don't know anybody over in that camp. I mean, like you know, like other two-tone ska kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. Rancid. Did, did you were you involved with that uh Back to the Beach festival? Was that ska show at the beach there? I actually was not involved with that one at all. Oh, okay, I, I was wondering because that was a that was a decently sized big one too. But is that the same spot as the uh what the Surf City Blitz? Yes, which I was involved in search surf city yeah. I was, yeah, I was in that that was amazing man. another amazing one that was on my birthday weekend, I remember, so I was pretty stoked.
1: oh yeah, I got you tickets for that, didn't I? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Sorry. I was like, this is uh way bigger than I expected yeah that was a that was a giant that was a giant
1: um on that one, I really like was brought in um to kind of just help like manage and make sure that like the the food and beverage was like executed well. Because oh, okay. it was so big um, that you, you you could screw that up really easily.
0: You know oh, what I mean? Sure. you
1: got that many people out there. but uh, sh- Shutting down a state beach, yeah. Yeah. You know? Did you go to I know uh, that uh, brew that we did up Golden... there? In Huntington. What's that? Did you go to pumpkin brew, which is like our pumpkin and Drublik, but they wouldn't let us call it that in Huntington? Did you go to that one?
0: I did not go to that one. That was epic, too. That was so good. They all sound epic. I need to... <sighs> They all sound amazing.
1: Yeah, that one.
0: <laughs> they wouldn't let us bring it back
1: the following year because, like, punk That's rockers crazy. in Huntington Beach are like just gnarly, and like they were ripping our fences down, like on the beach because we're on both. Mm-hmm. I was standing on the stage, like no effects is playing. I'm standing on the stage in the back, literally just pushing people off the top. They're they're digging holes under the chain link fence in the sand, falling <laughs> under backstage, and then climbing up the like truss to get up on the stage from the back. And I'm literally, they'd get up and I'm like, sorry, dude. Boom, push them off. Like the stage is just completely getting overrun. Everybody knows somebody and security can't keep them off. Like watch yeah. the videos of it. There's like so many freaking people on the stage. We're literally <laughs> like security. Can't we're just pushing people off the back of the stage that are trying to climb up onto it. That are like getting in from the, from the beach. And uh, it was gnarly. But anyway, they were like, yeah, you guys can't come back.
0: Like, (laughs) okay. Shoot. Thanks, punks. Yeah. You know, the epitome of uh punk like punk rock people is probably in that area of Orange County, um, at least like the old school, or at least the ones that came up with all those bands. (laughs) For sure. They're all, and they were all there and they all, they all wanted to be on stage with their homies. Yep. And
1: everybody <laughs> knows everybody, like, especially in Huntington beach. Like everybody's like, Oh no, man. Like I'm friends with this guy. Well, I know that guy and everyone's getting odd yeah. from everybody. And it's like, dude, that you're not on the list. You don't have the right credentials. We're already <laughs> way over. You can't come in. And then they just go to talk to somebody else and then somehow get in. It was, it was yeah. pretty yeah. nuts. Cause just everybody knows everybody.
0: Uh, I remember when I went to surf city blitz and I was going up to the will call uh i was in line with with the vandals were next to me in line trend, they were on bad religions guest list really? um and then there was a couple other like band members they weren't on the bill but they I remember the vandals ended up playing a couple songs in bad religion set because they were like yeah we're on uh we're on the guest list for bad religion. like they had a, they were kind of whispering yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um how many how many you know tickets would you say that you comp for an event like that um i mean for example what's the ratio there's like what 20,000 people there, 30,000, I don't know. Well,
1: and then you come for like, let's talk Punk and Drublik or Punk and Brew. Like since that's what okay, I was talking about, that one there in Huntington, there was, I think there was 14,000 officially. There oh was probably 16,000 with all the people that broke the fence and like came over and snuck in. Like, cause we were like, it was like a mile long. If you watch the video, yeah. if you Google it, like Punkin Brew Huntington Beach, it's it's a mile long, almost all the way down like Huntington State Beach. There's breweries lined like so far down, like you can't even see them from the stage. It's so far away. So anyway, mm-hmm. there's a fence line all the way down. So people were just coming and like literally cutting the fence. And like we're going through like, sh- well, the fence is open there's a six foot gap in the fence down here and people are walking oh. in. And so, so you can't keep track of that. we're trying to, you know what I mean? But yeah. Like people just literally are coming and cutting the fence everywhere. Like you, you'd you go and you'd zip tie one up and whatever. And by the time you'd come back, it'd be open again. Uh, oh man. It was gnarly. Like the police were over it. They were like, we're not even going to try and keep people like see them breaking <laughs> in. We're not even going to try Like there's nothing we can do, um, man. But anyway, so say that we sold 14,000 tickets, there was
0: probably, at that event, six hundred comps. Okay. okay, that's that's quite a bit, but also I guess in relate relation to the amount of people there, uh, a good. It's still that's a lot of comps. <laughs>
1: it's a lot, and it could even, it could even be a little more than that. I'd have to really think about it, but like you figure, you get a band like, let's just say like, No Effects in Orange County, they're gonna have sixty people on their guest list at least you, yeah. get, you get pennywise in orange county they're gonna have 150 to 200 people on their guest list because sure. everybody knows those guys you know what i mean it's yeah a hometown show for them um so it just depends on where you go like if you for example like we did um sobroso in salt lake city and we had the offspring headlining i mean it was a huge show strung out was mm-hmm. on it like a bunch of really great bands like pennywise was on it like I bet we didn't. I bet we didn't give two hundred
0: comps away. Because it's not it's like city. They, it's not their city. They don't know it. Either. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's that's a. I guess that's a, a benefit of traveling with it. It's like <laughs> less of the hometown. Hey, speaking of Pennywise, did did they've done a? Did they do a, a comp? Not a comp. A, a brew. Did they do a beer sum with somebody? Yeah, they did. Um, they did it with Lost Coast. Oh, Lost Coast, yeah. Mendocino. What's that? Like Northern California, yeah,
1: Las Vegas Eureka, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did one with them, um, that was called
0: Pennyweiser. Oh, um, that's okay. That's a good name. I was thinking, I was thinking somebody should do a brew him, a brew him, yeah, brew him. Um, <clears throat> you could do it with brew, haha, whatever. Yeah, maybe we will, and then. I've been, I've <laughs> talked to them about doing stuff. So everybody comes
1: to me before they do their deal, if they're smart and after they do their deal, if they know they made the wrong deal,
0: Pennywise made <laughs> an amazing deal. Absolutely. What's the wrong deal? What does that mean? Well, it just depends.
1: Like, I mean, like it's all balance in these collaborations, right? Like um, sure. the literally the best deal I've ever seen was Pennywise deal. <laughs> like It's the best deal ever. But anyway, typically like, um, but there's other people that have had really the wrong deal. It just mm-hmm. um, basically, if you as a, as an artist are, are that much more powerful than the brewery where they see you as this opportunity, mm-hmm. then like you have the like strength to demand a super high percentage of the sales or whatever of that beer. Um, then great, it's going to get brewed as long as you're promoting it. And then the brewery's getting what they wanted out of it, which was access to your database and followership. But after they feel that they've gotten it, they're going to lose interest and they're going to stop brewing the beer. And they're just going to not mm-hmm. do it anymore because if there's no money in making the beer, they're not going to tie up their tanks with a bunch of unprofitable beer. So then the bands right. left six months later going, well, what the hell happened to all the sales? It was great when we came out with it. It's like they got what they wanted. They mm-hmm. got everything from you that they needed, the exposure, And there was no reason for them to continue brewing beer that they don't make any money at. So like a deal has to make sense for everyone, Um, which again is why I've consulted on so many different beers. Like so many, I can't even tell you some of the bands, but like stuff that would trip you out. Are you serious? But um, (laughs) yeah, I I get, I honestly like pre-2020, I was getting probably two calls a month from various agencies, management and bands. Like, hey, can you help us here? Can you work with us on this? Um, and like,
0: did that come from that come from punk and job mainly you think?
1: Yeah. It just came from the fact that like we did, you know, probably the largest at the time band collaboration that had released was punk. And right. Um, you know, I obviously did the rancid deal. I consulted on, um, I don't know, probably another six or seven band deals. Um, so mm-hmm. like it kind of becomes known, you know, the one agency you worked with this artist and can you help us with this one and you know, whatever. So Um, it's awesome i kind of like became like a guy to go to when you had like ideas for stuff like that but um
0: i know who would have thought like when you were you know skating around orange county with your i remember you know the spiky haircut and (laughs) listening to new york dolls you you'd be like a beer band consultant like what a dream
1: yeah i definitely would not have seen that coming uh i thought i was gonna work for my dad because i couldn't figure out what else to do what does he do He works in the electrical industry, so they're like um, an agent, which I did do for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. I worked in the automotive industry for a while, like as like a sales manager, like selling parts like that we were importing from all over the country. I mean, from all over the world. And we had locations all over the country and um, we're selling that like Tommy boy. What's that? Tommy. About yeah. Like, right. No. It was all on the <laughs> phone. Actually. Uh, we were just calling dealers okay. and doing all that. But anyway, it was like, not what I wanted to do. And then like, I did work uh, right. in the electrical industry for a while. I'm like, definitely not what I wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. I worked in the, in the um, active sports industry for a while. Like, and I did enjoy that. That was great. But like um, the recession of 2008 kind of took that whole thing out, like with like triathlon and cycling and like all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, like totally went away. So anyway, it just like, this whole thing with like doing like the beer festivals just opened up this like door for me that I was like not expecting, never would have dreamt that I would go into, especially, I mean, it didn't exist when I was a kid, Like craft beer, what's that? Uh, right. But anyway, yeah, it's been, it's been a total blessing. It's been awesome to be able to like do this, like for a living. Um, I quit my day job like a few years ago and it was like, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Like, is this really going to work? And it did. And like, we were doing so many events, like I said, I've done over hundred and something festivals now. I think I've done like 112 so oh, semi-counted festivals across the nation. Um, That's amazing. Anything out of the country? Nothing out of the country for me. Punk and Drupalik has gone out of the country, which Mike wanted me to be involved in. And he's like, look, just come and do it with us. It'll be fine. I'm like, Mike, I, I don't know how to do a festival in Italy. And then the next gate, they'd be doing one in in Germany, and then two days later, be in like England, and then bounce over, and now I'm in like Belgium, and then I'm over. They speak different languages. There's different laws. There's like I I don't
0: I don't know anybody there. Like I can't.
1: Yeah. It's like you have to man, you gotta try. (laughs) Like no, I can't.
0: (laughs) So anyway, what a turnaround. He's now he's telling you to come with him and and do the beer festival like uh, you know from that first time. He's like hell no, totally. You know. Well, I
1: love it. Yeah. I mean, Mike and I have become really good friends over the years. Um, ironically, good. like he's a, he's a very different cat, like very different than me in very many ways. Uh, mm-hmm. But for some reason, like we've just kind of got along, like right from the go. And now we've just kind of been friends and same thing. Like all the guys in no effects, like we've all become friends. Obviously we've spent a lot of time like together out on the road mm-hmm. doing shows and, you know, working on stuff, but like, you know, I'll have a, great dude. Um, Eric Melvin, like, I love that guy. Like he comes up to my house and brings his kids and we go swimming and we barbecue and we text like Amazing. all the time, like about being dads, like nothing to do with anything that we're doing. We just became friends over the years and like, which is also makes it so fun. Like that's why I love doing like all the punk and drublicks is like, it's just doing it with like my friends now. Like we've all just become,
0: moms, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And our old age and our old
1: age like if I if you yeah. would have told me when I was like 17 year old Cameron like hey so like you're gonna become really good friends um, with like no effects and like you're gonna be doing tours with them all over the country with like beer and music and like <laughs> trust me hang in there it's gonna get
0: fun I would that, that you're in charge of yeah right <laughs> <laughs> man and then so now now I know that you're doing a new venture also do you want to talk about that sure uh, like it, I mean I know we know that it's strange times right now with, with all everything going on. And then you decided.
1: Yeah. So, like, festival business got screwed up with the pandemic. And so you couldn't do live events anymore. So, I figured what's better to do in a pandemic than open a restaurant? Because uh, <laughs> they seem to be doing really well. Uh, yeah. No, I, there's, it's, a, it's, it's the company's called Brad Brot. And it's up in Dana Point, mm-hmm. um, right on PCH. Uh, perfect location for it. It's exactly where I wanted it to be when I first, initially like envisioned it. Um, it was. It came to me from doing a show that um, the whole idea, the concept, doing a show up in Tacoma, Washington. We've done a few up there, which I absolutely love. Tacoma. I don't know if you ever. I love uh, Tacoma. It's like one of my favorite cities of anywhere I've ever been. Which people go Tacoma. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Tacoma. Yeah. Like, I love it's it. a punk rock city. Like. It's so amazing. It's so blue collar. Like it's everybody there is so nice and awesome. And like bars mm-hmm. are rad and the food's rad and the weather sucks, which makes it rad. And like just <laughs> so good. Like everything about Tacoma is so good and bad at the same time. I love it. They named a the truck after it. Yes, exactly. Is that really That's why they cool. named it? I don't know.
0: I mean, I don't, maybe, I mean, I mean, they should Could have been. The Tacoma, I really like Tacoma. Yeah. We had a lot of good shows there. So we did. So we we'd
1: done a few shows up there and like, there's a spot um, we were hanging out with this band called the Hilltop Rats, which is a Tacoma band. And they had played um, one of our shows up there. Uh, Punk and Drupalik a couple of years prior. Anyway, we were up there doing another show, the bash with Rancid. And like I had all the crew guys and like, guess what? Dinner time. Who buys? I do. So we're like, where do you want to go? Like we're having beers and like, oh, let's go to this place, this place. Well, how about pizza? Pizza sounds good. We could just get some pizzas and everybody can eat the pies and (laughs) beer. (laughs) It'll not totally break the bank. Anyway, nobody wanted it. And they're like, we gotta go to this place called the Red Hot. Anyway, so we went to this place up in Tacoma that was like this like hot dog sausage, like beer bar and it was like, Mm-hmm. so bad it was so good and i was like sitting there having the time of my life with like <laughs> all our crew dudes and i looked at them like i'm gonna open something like this in orange county like, nice. mm, so anyway fast forward like you know six months later i'm like hanging out with a buddy of mine joe who's like one of the owners at uh docent brewing i was okay. telling him about this concept i want to do and be open he's like i i absolutely love this idea like you know um The whole thing, you know, was like loud music, like song selections that like would make a nun nervous, but we don't care because we're not Catholic. So it's cool. Like we don't care. (laughs) Like that's the whole idea with Radbrot, like crazy sausages and like tons of beer and like, you know, crazy wild ideas for recipes and stuff like that. And like, anyway, he's like, I'm in, man. If you want a partner. And I was like, you know what? Like I would like to have a partner. Let's partner up. So anyway, so he and I started looking and we spent like a year looking. We were probably six months into our our search. Um, But we were also working on a brewery project with two other amazing individuals. This guy, Dylan Mobley, who's the head brewer at Bottle Logic, and um, this other guy, Steve Martin, who is an amazing individual, but um, works in uh, uh, construction. He owns a construction company, but also owns a craft beer bar in Dana Point called Project Social with my other partner, Joe. Anyway, to make it confusing, we went to them because we we didn't want to have anything where it was like Hey, I thought we were all working on this project together. Now you guys are going to do some other project. And now it's like, we what are we doing? You know, like where? whose time is focused on what and whatever. So we're like, let's, let's offer them to be part of it. So we did, they love the concept and they were like, we're totally in. And so anyway, the rest is history year and a half of looking and finally getting everything done and we're open and, um, and it rips and we opened in December in the middle of the pandemic. If you need any business advice, I'm willing to, I'm willing to share all the wonderful ideas, but it's working. It is working. It's been, it's surprising. Like, um, yesterday I'm sitting here watching like some fishing shows. Right. And like Mm -hmm. chilling on the couch, like no big deal. And I'm like, I'm going to check the cameras at Radbrot and see how we're looking over there. I pull up the cameras and I look and there's literally like a line out the door and down the street and every freak oh, inside, outside patio. We have a, a huge outside uh, patio in the parking lot too, that we built temporarily really like helps every seats taken and the bar is just getting crushed. And I'm like, Oh my <laughs> God. And I like looked at my wife I'm like, we got to go over there and help them right now. Like we got to go. And she's like, let's go. And like we ran over and like just went and had to like help because it's been like, now that the weather's a little better, like because it was raining the last few days, and like now that yeah. you can now resume like some normalcy of having outdoor dining and whatever, everybody came out of the woodworks and like it's been it's been really cool. Cause it's what a what a crazy time, right? Like, how do you even predict? Like, are we doing well? Are we sucking? Is this because of the pandemic? Is it because it's winter? Is it because of like dry January? Like, why are things slow? Oh, wait, no, they're not slow. Now it's really busy. Like, it's so it's such a weird time. But it's been, I love it, absolutely amazing and so freaking rewarding to like be part of this team and like put this thing together and and now we're on our next Things project, are... which is
0: our brewery, and we're actually like well underway. Um, oh, what's that? What's that all about? Is that something to do with the the restaurant? Yeah, or... so it's called Brad Beer Co.
1: and um, the, our handle will be Get Rad Beer. So like our whole thing is <laughs> kind of like Get Rad, right? <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, Rod Beer Co, there was a brewery that existed that unfortunately, um, they had a great system that they'd put in, but, um, did not survive the pandemic dude. She had to sell, had to get out, like could wasn't going to survive. So we were able to get this amazing deal, something that we like couldn't not do. Um, and we ended up taking over and we were under construction right now doing all of our like tenant improvements and getting everything kind of set up the way we want, making some modifications to the brewery. Um, and we will be open in march like we're like in two weeks we're gonna look (laughs) oh wow we're literally
0: where where is that
1: anaheim between catella and ball on lewis street so like less than a mile from angel stadium less than a mile from like house of blues anaheim and disneyland
0: that's Um, awesome
1: like six minute drive from like green cheek like four minute drive from noble we're just kind of like right there in like that whole like epicenter of breweries um and it's killer and we've got like yeah. An amazing brewer and partner. So yeah.
0: Our brewer God, is Dylan. That's really good news. Like I said <laughs> earlier,
1: he's from Bottle Logic and he used to brew at Stone too. Uh, okay. And the dude rips like his beers are, you'll you will see they're unbelievable.
0: Uh, Ad, admit it. You just wanted to do a brewery so you could do your own band collaborations.
1: <laughs> so it's true. We are planning to do a lot of that, but uh, yeah, no, that's not the only reason, <laughs> but it is definitely a plus.
0: It's, it's the, yeah. You're like only fa- only half of our brews are band collaborations. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I won't that's, tell that's, you. I, I gotta all gotta you come talk try all to talk to bands about it. <laughs> I bet. I bet you started talking to them before you even had the brewery idea. Like, dude, we should <laughs> There's um, definitely a conversation, that's conversation. But yeah, I definitely have to come try all that stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's gonna be killer. Our goal ultimately is for Rod brought to to open a couple locations like. We want to go within 30 minutes drive from where the first location is so that staff can, like, jump if we need to. If we run into a bind, an owner can get there, you know, quickly. Like, wow. it's not like, let's open our next location in Vegas, you know. Uh, not yet. Yeah. So we're looking right now at, like, we want to go 30 minutes north, like Huntington Beach, Costa Mesa, somewhere in there. We're also looking south, mm-hmm. like Carlsbad, Oceanside, that kind of area. Um, to potentially go down and you know the model is like 18 guest beers and then 10 of our own from like rad beer so it's like Mm -hmm. our own semi brew pub with our own beers plus the guest beers and the crazy menu and
0: punk rock music dude i'm all in let me know i'll come cook something for you whatever (laughs) or let us cook for you we could do that too Both. I'll I'll eat all of it and, you know, we'll have a good time and then do some pairings. So So how's the jukebox? So what's the music situation like?
1: Um, So I, I put together like seven playlists that are like between 12 and 14 hours long, each playlist. And, um, okay. They're all curated by me personally, um, to make sure that they like kind of fit what I want the vibe of the, of the space to be. Um, okay. So it's, it's, you know, a lot of punk rock music, as you'd imagine. Um, but you know, there's mm-hmm. some like Beastie Boys mixed in, and some, you know, some fun stuff like that. Some, some Cure and stuff. Like I said, that kind of like was influential to me. But it's definitely got mm-hmm. kind of like a, a late punk. '80s, Beastie 90s, punk. yeah, like punk rock vibe. It's good.
0: Are there any new, like newish, newer punk rock bands that are that are catching your ear, or is it all like the older oh, bands that are still there's doing some music great music. stuff out there? Mm-hmm. Um, Give me two. Huh tell me two. tell me about two of them get dead rips yes yes i'm like
1: they're not that new but like their new record is phenomenal like phenomenal I agree. um
0: it made it to the top of the list on most a lot of charts on the you know end of the year list kind of thing
1: it did huh somebody was telling me that like it won some awards it did best new album i don't know what it won on but like what is
0: it i mean in the, in the punk rock yeah realm. was there
1: like a punk rock music awards that i wasn't
0: aware of not a, not a, not, not necessarily anything huge like the Grammys, but like, you know, among conversation circles and people who, people who do end of music, end of year music lists and charts and all that kind of stuff get dead was, was on yeah. there for sure.
1: I'm like super stoked on stuff coming out of Australia personally. I don't know if you've been like paying attention, but like, I feel like the best punk coming out right now, the newer stuff is coming out of Australia, mm-hmm. like the chats, um, a mill and the sniffers, um. I don't know. There's, I think the Gogs are Australian too. I think, right? Anyway,
0: Uh, I have not heard of the Gogs, or I haven't heard them. I mean, the Spits, the Spits. I have Australian, right? Yeah, they they have they have a lot of good bands down there that don't get enough attention. Yeah, I think the Chats are Australian. I can't remember,
1: but anyway, like Australia, man, they got some they got some good stuff coming out of there. Let's go yeah I, love it. I actually got <laughs> asked to come down and do a festival in australia and like put something together. they did but then 2020 happened and there you go but right we've talked about taking punk and Drublik there too so it'll happen eventually everything's kind of delayed yeah. another like year but
0: that's one I would well, that gives you that gives you time to focus on the restaurant and the brewery for sure for sure that's, a, that's a really by. huge bright side i think you know there can there can be bright sides to some of this stuff that's, you know.
1: There totally is. If this pandemic didn't happen, there's no way in hell that this restaurant would be open. Maybe the restaurant, but definitely not the brewery. Like I wouldn't be opening the brewery. I wouldn't that's have true. the restaurant cuz I'd be so slammed. You know, we well also the guy wouldn't have sold his brewery. He wouldn't have sold his huh? brewery. I mean, gosh, we're all over the place, but like the original plan was to open a live music venue that had a brewery in it. That's what we were originally oh. doing. Okay. We had a lease signed to everything back last year. Um deposits in, had the keys architects in. There it was a 25,000 square foot spot. Like we're gonna do a six, 700 room cap, like restaurant, brewery, everything. And then the guy pulled out on us and we totally could have sued him and got our deal because we had to sign lease, but um, he got somebody that didn't get any of the TI money that he had promised us. And so we ended up pulling yada, 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 pass forward. It's the best thing that ever happened to us. Cause if we were sitting on a 25,000 square foot building right now that we can't open, we'd be screwed. So it worked right, out for right, us, exactly. but eventually that's my goal
0: now it's time for quick fire q a word association first thing that comes to your mind here we go whiskey or scotch
1: oof i'm gonna say bourbon
0: (laughs) okay nice um my next question was coffee or tea oh coffee for sure yeah good good and then uh lager or ipa oh that's hard i know i asked the tough (laughs) question today i would say lager
1: i probably drink 50 50 but i i'm definitely going way more into like the pilsners these days
0: yeah i mean uh, to me, that could be somewhat of a either a sign of maturation or we're just sometimes you get tired of IPAs.
1: Well, we're you seeing know. it now that I have data on my restaurant. Like, our one not, na- I'm
0: not, I'm not, I'm not crapping on anybody. I'm just saying, like, I have so many IPAs to choose from, just right around, you know, just within the arm's yeah. reach, you know. But sometimes I gotta have my Tecate or you know, or funkin and or you know, For
1: sure. Trumers one of our number one sellers, and in, in the month of December, our number one selling beer was Artifexican we had
0: that is so good. it's so
1: good artifacts mexican lager and then trigger, like <laughs> out of berkeley like those are our top two and then obviously goes ipa ipa okay IP, IP, IP. but like it's right
0: yeah they're always a the sec- close second yeah. um uh, okay I'm, uh, ready for a, a real brain mind stumper here is uh, bad religion or pennywise
1: it's not hard for me other than Go ahead. If, if I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but bad religion it, it, by a long shot by a long shot. Oh, bad religion. I um, love like, I love the Pennywise guys. They're friends, but better
0: like the greatest.
1: One of sure. The greatest I ones mean, I ever. think
0: that I don't think you would hurt anyone's feelings. In Pennywise, they'd probably agree with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, That's let's be honest. Sure. They're, they're just, I mean, the dude's got a PhD, whatever. So, <laughs> you know, um, right. And then lastly, I was gonna say Vans or Converse. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I got them on right now. So I was just looking down at that, but <laughs> <laughs> That's all yeah. I own is Vans.
1: I actually was, was telling my son a story the other day that I always wore Vans my whole life until that movie <laughs> came out. And then the movie, that guy Corey, he had Converse, and I was like, "Okay, now <laughs> I want Converse." And then like I wore them like for like a year, and then I switched yeah. back to
0: Vans. I I, I just can't. <laughs> I don't. I don't really do the converse all stars as much. I mean, per- me personally, I just feel like it doesn't look good on my foot. I don't know. They're, maybe I'm just vain about that. But, anyways, what's like your favorite thing to eat right now?
1: My favorite thing to eat tacos. Yes, when I gotta say tacos. It's always tacos. Do taco. you have a?
0: Do you have a bra- I, I love tacos.
1: I don't. I'll tell you later of another concept I want to open that's absolutely amazing. You're gonna <laughs> love it. But anyway, no, no, no tacos on the menu. But like, given the choice of what will I eat, will be like tacos. I like burritos too, but like, I don't know, man. Like, hey, man. tacos. I love it. Yes, exactly. I like tacos. It's just tacos or sushi. Those are okay. my two things
0: that's so, so we were just kind of talking about this before the conversation i need to come on your boat and do some fresh sushi and tacos you know like we just Absolutely. need to make it happen because I, I i love that like just taking the fish and making it eating right away you know nothing better <laughs> sure. so the only rule is you're not supposed
1: to eat seafood on the boat so you got to eat it okay. when you get back to land there there's little rules man no bananas on the boat no seafood on the boat shellfish crustaceans you can do but you can't eat fish while you're fishing
0: <laughs> okay that's is it. that the the fisherman's lower got it that's the deal and every fisherman got will it. tell you gotcha. that um well i can i can adhere to that it'll still be pretty fresh
1: <laughs> okay. absolutely go out get some blue fins yellowtail, yellow tail bring it back cut it up. so you're going go out away. and
0: getting catching seasonal stuff right now
1: I'm not catching much. Um, it's not my okay. boat. It's my buddy Jeff. Uh, we're actually like talking about doing. I told you, like we're talking about doing like a fishing show, like just for fun with like yeah. various bands and stuff. But yeah, like the right now the fishing sucks out here. Like we've been going out for halibut. We went out for swordfish like a few oh, weeks ago. So you have ago, a pretty big boat. Um, finally, like, okay. yeah, it's 35 foot okay. Topaz Express. Uh, you know, dual engine diesel, oh, like no it's oh, yeah. yeah it's a dope boat um it's a fishing boat like it's that is yeah what it's for as soon as you said
0: halibut sorters, i was like yeah. okay they're not just going out in the lake
1: <laughs> no 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 definitely not but yeah i mean um i've been out three times for halibut in the last like month and haven't oh. caught a damn fish uh we caught a sculpin on accident last oh, week or a sweet little three, rock or four fish. days ago sweet uh, little sculpy yeah <laughs> But we did catch a 252-pound eleven foot-long swordfish about a month ago, which was pretty That's incredible. Awesome.
0: All right, fam, that concludes an episode of the Family Cast. Find us on Instagram at the Family Cast. T-H-E-F-A-M-I-L-Y-C-A-S-T. Give us a rating, a review, a subscribe, wherever you're listening. Go ahead and tell a friend. It all helps get the word out. If I need to be interviewing somebody or having a conversation with somebody that I don't know yet, give me a DM on our Instagram page and I'll try to make it happen. Uh, Let's get together, have some conversations about food, drink, music. We'll pair it all together and have a good time. Until then, say hi to your loved ones. I'm sure they miss you. And stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. At least one or three, right? (laughs) All right. See you next time. Salud.